If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down. Welcome to Slow the Fuck Down Show. Time to take a break from your fast-paced life. I'm sensuality coach Casey Hall. And I'm trauma healer Elizabeth Menzel. Each episode, we choose a theme and explore different stories, skills, and songs to help you deal with the cluster cuss that is life in the aftermath of the pandemic. On today's episode, slow the fuck down with sucking it up. Get cozy. Grab your favorite beverage and soak in our soothing support. By the end of the episode, you'll walk away with practical skills that actually work. So after an incredibly challenging and drastically different pandemic year, you may be feeling eager to return to a state of normalcy. If you're like Elizabeth and I, you may be finding this uniquely challenging. Many of us learn that sucking it up is the best way to get through challenging times, but spoiler alert, it's not. In fact, sucking it up normally just makes the challenge harder and lasts longer. But there's a better way, learning how to meet your needs head on instead of stuffing them way down deep inside. So if you're tired of sucking it up and want to do something more empowering for yourself, we dedicate today's show to you. So you know that Casey and I are super into facts and statistics. And while trying to find stats for today's episode and Googling it, mostly what I found was articles advocating sucking it up. So they were pro-sucking it up. And that's how this topic is embedded into our culture. The exception is one article I found which talked about the problem of doctors telling their patients who are in extreme pain post-surgery to suck it up instead of the doctors getting to the bottom what was medically going on with them. And I think this really illuminates the problem behind sucking it up. And you know, everything has its dark and light side. So there's even a healthy way to suck it up. So we're going to teach you the difference between sucking it up in a healthy way and really screwing up your nervous system, your emotions, and even your health by sucking it up in a harmful way. I can remember most of my life going to doctor's appointments and dentist appointments and feeling like I just had to suck it up. I have really sensitive gums. And for the longest time, I would go to the dentist and whenever they were, uh, they had the little scrapey tool and they were like going between each tooth. It used to just be excruciating and I would sit there and just be like, okay, suck it up, suck it up, suck it up, suck it up. And it wasn't until probably last year that I finally was able to say to the dentist, hey, I have really sensitive gums. Could you be a little more gentle? Yeah, I have a long history of not being able to speak up for myself and just sucking it up and pushing myself forward and getting through whatever <laughs> whatever was before me, right? There was this, this pride and this toughness and this hardness that I felt ashamed if I wasn't pushing myself through something. There's that British motto, keep calm and carry on. I don't think they're advocating using your breath and your biological needs to soothe your nervous system and calm and center yourself. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. It's more this toughening yourself, right? I know somatically, right, with my body sensations, when I'm sucking it up, I'm pulling everything in like there's this tightness and hardening that's happening inside of me my stomach clenches my lungs clench and i feel this tightness and hardness my shoulders go up towards my ears 
there's this whole chain of tension throughout my entire torso that's happening when I suck it up. Actually, I feel it in my vagina too. My vagina is like, <laughs> it's sucking up into my body. And sucking it up and pushing yourself forward is part of what can create this chronic tension inside of you. And that's terrible for your organs to have that chronic tension going on. It reduces peristalsis, which is how your body pushes food through your intestines. It truncates your breathing which means it makes it difficult to breathe. And if you listen to our last episode on stress, we went into how when you're not breathing right, your body has to produce more stress hormones. So sucking it up really can have a negative impact on your physical health. I think one of the prime reasons we do it is this sense of, of shame, or I, I'll speak for myself. One of the prime reasons I did it was by this sense of shame and societal pressure that I was supposed to be brave and get through everything. Yeah, I can think back to when I was a gymnast around age eight. And as a compulsory gymnast, you are trained to do everything perfectly. And anything that got in the way with that, we were literally told, stop being a baby and suck it up. So for example, when we would be on the bars, we'd be doing the uneven bars. After you're swinging on the bars, your hands develop calluses. And every once in a while, those calluses will, will break open. It's called a rip. Yikes. I know. And I just remember like the first time that happened, I looked down at my hand and there was just like skin. And I was like, ooh, ouch, that hurts. And I remember my coach just walked over to me. He was like, just slap some chalk on it and then get back on the bar. And I, and I did, and, and I didn't, and I never even thought twice about it. So this override what your body is needing and push through it regardless for the sake of just being tough and doing it right was deeply ingrained in who I was. First of all, I'm sorry you went through that as a kid. That is, yikes, so painful. You and thousands of other gymnasts and athletes who just get pushed way too hard. And I know that part of the impetus there is to move past your limitations. Absolutely. Sticking with something, dedication, uh, not giving up, trying again. Like these are all beautiful qualities and is a way of how we can advance. So I get the positive intention or light side of sucking it up. It's just almost invariably done in a really negative way that creates more harm than good. For example, if you were allowed to take a break, uh, get some salve on your hand, wrap your hand, you know, have however long it took for this, the calloused skin to come back in, do things that were different than bar, you know, maybe work on something else for that meantime, then come back with a callus so that it had toughened up for real and then gone back to the bar. Without having this ingrained trauma, you could have taken care of your real physical needs in that moment and gone about achieving a higher level of excellence, but in a way that isn't as harmful. Yeah, and doing it in that way ultimately sets you up for greater success and deeper success. So it's not just like you're accomplishing the goal of having a good bar routine. You're accomplishing the goal of knowing what it means to stop, take care of yourself, give yourself the time that that takes, 
while also doing something else that is it is still going to contribute to that success exactly you know it, it's i think part of the dark side of suck it up is that whole no pain no gain there is a deeply seated belief in our culture that in order to improve it has to be painful and i want to debunk that whole motherfucking paradigm because I think it hurts more than it helps and it holds back more than it promotes. And I'll give you some neuroscience with that. When your body feels threatened, your functionality goes down. Your strength goes down by at least 20%. It can lower 80% of your strength when threat goes up in your body. If you take breaks, get enough food, go back do some strength training, do some pushing, take breaks, do some restorative functional movement, go back. You will actually increase your strength, increase your agility, increase your ability to perform, whether it's sports, learning to play an instrument, the taking the breaks, getting healthy and functional again, and then going back has been proven to speed your improvement. A couple weeks ago, uh, Elizabeth and I went to search different gyms in the Pittsburgh area. And it was cool to see because the focus was more on functional fitness, on doing things at a pace that allow your body and your strength to grow without being too muchness. So I think that that is great. I think that in especially in that world, the idea of, of sucking it up has proven so ineffective for so long that people are now starting to shift more towards like longevity and how can I make this last? And so that's really, that's really positive. The whole you have to hurt yourself to help yourself is working its way out in our society. And I'm seeing that too. I'm seeing that popping up in different ways. I've been a neuromuscular therapist since 1993 and the false belief that your massage therapist has to hurt you and tear you apart and injure your tissue in order for you to relax and feel better is just utter bullshit and goes against actual physiological reality. So don't let your massage therapists hurt you. Don't let them bruise you and tear your tissue apart. The way I go about it is a little at a time right? I work horizontally on your body first. I open up the fascia. I warm up the muscle tissue. I stimulate the sensory part of your brain to prepare and open the muscle tissue so that I don't have to put an elbow in there and tear you apart. So while my work is thorough, I work at what I call a therapeutic level. You should never be holding your breath and sucking it up and taking it in order to relax. Please stop doing that. <laughs> I had the pleasure of witnessing Elizabeth in action uh, because I pulled a muscle in my neck. My axis got knocked out of alignment and I was in so much pain. And Elizabeth was like, I'll come over. And I'm like, okay, well, just help me. And I was just like lying there. And I remember you doing this work and it was, so, I could, I could feel the outside in approach. Like I could feel how you were really assessing the different muscles and how everything was connected. And by the time we got to the end of it and you were actually on that spot, I could feel the difference and it just released so much faster than it would have had you just 
gone in and attacked it. I'm so grateful for that embodied experience. Uh, and, and it is proof that the go to the knot and push it as hard as possible. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, there's a right way to do that. I mean, I'm also a trigger point therapist and that direct spot on approach does work. But often if you go right to the threat, the part that's hurting the most, it will actually tighten up more and increase threat in which when you increase threat, you increase pain, you increase stress hormones. So you have to build up trust between my hands and the body and introduce safety to the body in order to help it let go. And slow down fans, I'm, we're, we're not talking about this in order for you to come get neuromuscular therapy for me because I'm not taking on any new clients until 2022. So uh, I'm full up. So this is not an advertisement. This is purely a demonstration of you don't have to hurt yourself to help yourself, that there are other ways to go about healing that don't involve you being even more hurt. I remember back when I lived in Belgium, I hadn't yet had trauma therapy and I wasn't as trauma aware 20 years ago as I am now. And I was seeking out all these different kinds of healing therapies. And I'd heard about this thing called inversion therapy. And I found that the closest inversion therapist was in London. And so I got myself a ticket on the Eurostar that goes underneath the English Channel and booked a place to stay. And she was really expensive and I paid all this money. And, you know, back then we didn't have GPS and London is a very complicated city and I had to like find where she was. And so it was all this money and effort to get this healing for myself. So in inversion therapy, the practitioner lays on their back on a mat and puts their legs up on the air and then you kind of sit on their feet and turn over upside down and they support your like your shoulders against their torso so you're in this inverted position and they bind your ankles to your wrists and it's supposed you're supposed to be sort of like hanging there suspended and it's supposed to be super nurturing and womb like and relaxing but where her feet met my thighs it was pinching the skin and it was really hurting. And so after about 90 minutes of this excruciating hell that was supposed to be this healing experience, we were finally done and she set me back down and it was like, I got to finally exhale. And the practitioner asked me how it was. I was like, yeah, it was good. It was, it was really nice. And she goes, no, it wasn't. You were in pain the whole time. And she was totally right. I was sucking it up the whole time. And there I was going for a healing experience, but I didn't have the ability to feel my needs in the first place and then to request a change. And that's what trauma does. Trauma keeps us from being able to speak up for ourselves. And then it just drives the trauma in deeper. And now, you know, in retrospect, looking back at that, I'm pretty pissed at the practitioner for not in the moment helping me to shift out of pain and making me aware of it instead of making me suffer for 90 minutes. But maybe she was also functioning under this uh, no pain, no gain paradigm. I don't know. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I felt a huge exhale whenever you were talking about how people don't 
ask for what they're needing because of trauma, like they, they can't do it. I felt, yeah, I just, I, I just felt relief in my system. Like, oh gosh, that makes so much sense. That's why I had such a hard time with it. And that's why a lot of people have such a hard time with it. It can seem almost impossible to get the words out, you know, and here you and I are with a fucking podcast where we're getting the words out. And this has been a big process for us too. You know, we had to come really far in our own trauma healing to be able to start a podcast in the first place where the main modality is speaking. <laughs> I think we should pat ourselves on the back, Casey. We've come a long way. Yeah, I think so too. We didn't improve by sucking it up and forcing ourselves to talk into a microphone. We improved by creating a lot of safety, letting ourselves you know, move when we needed to move, eat when we needed to eat. Um, take walks, you know, walks become part of our creative process. Being in nature, taking breaks, lots of breaks. There'd be some days where we just get on and be like, I'm sorry, this isn't working today. I'd be like, I, you know, I, I just got my period. I'm going to fight with someone and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not, this isn't working. We didn't push through it. Exactly. So I'd say we soothed and loved ourselves through creating this podcast and we hope that you can feel that soothing too because the energy that we make it in is part of the conveyance and part of why this podcast is a healing and why you feel so good when you listen to it that's what of all of our fans have been telling us is I feel good just listening to your show is we've put that into it we're not telling you to suck it up and push through your problems it's about slowing down slowing down in every area so that you can discover, hmm, what do I really need here? And stay tuned, because in a few minutes, Casey is going to give you a really beautiful slowdown skill to simplify that process and really help you find your needs in a practical way. Even in the way that you and I do our podcast, we're not forcing our, ourselves to suck it up. Like you said, we really, we really take care of our needs and we're still able to honor our commitment. And our commitment is to produce a podcast every other week, which we do during the season. Yes, absolutely. So we stay on track. We've streamlined our process. We have improved by not sucking it up. <laughs> And I think that that's really important because I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, if I try that, then I'm just like letting everything go and I'm and I'm not actually accomplishing the thing. And that's not it at all. You still honor the commitment. You just do it in a way that is of highest service for yourself and the others involved. You get to get the thing you want and achieve your goals without having to suck it up. So I want to talk about sucking it up and heartbreaks. I've had two major heartbreaks in my life. The first one was mid early 20s. At that time, I had zero awareness of what my needs were. If you were to ask me what my needs were, I would just look at you blankly and have no idea what you're talking about. I had little coping skills and I was very much so still living from that. Just suck it up, get over it, deal with it type mindset. And that breakup took me five years to come to terms with. And I handled it in all of the ways that were not helpful at all. That happened when you just stuff something down you know, way down the side of you. And currently I'm going through an excruciatingly challenging heartbreak. 
and to look at the difference in how I handled it then and how I'm handling it now, it's like a completely different person. The first thing that I did when it happened, because I physically felt it in my body, I felt the heartbreak, was just immediately stop and hold myself and go, okay, body, whoo, I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know how we're going to get through this, but I got you. Mm, Wow, you really stayed present for yourself with a lot of love. A lot of love. And how did that differ from how you did the heartbreak that lasted for five years? Just bury it down. I wouldn't even let myself feel it. It was just like this thing feels so big and so scary and so hurtful that if I even tried to feel it, I think I would die. Like that's what it felt like. Uh, I think our listeners can relate too because it's it's something that's very alive in the collective right now. There's a lot of separations and heartbreaks and divorce and challenging situations and in relationships. Yeah, being locked up with your significant other, I think either brought people closer, like with Dale and I, or illuminated that maybe you're not the most supportive people for each other. Yeah, nearly 80% of couples say that the pandemic increased stress in their relationship. What other differences do you see between your first and your second heartbreak? Before I even knew I had needs and how to ask for them, I didn't tell a soul. I think I maybe waited a couple months and said something to my mom and maybe a best friend, but I just completely internalized the entire thing and didn't tell anyone. So honey, you dealt with it all on your own. You didn't get any support. No, no, I did not. And then this time I supported myself like a champion. I told my closest friends that I knew could support me and I specifically asked for exactly what I was needing. So I told my one friend who has an amazing sense of humor to text me something funny every day. I told my other friend to not ask me how I'm doing because I needed to not have that constant like so how are you so how are you Mm. I told my partner that I was needing space at first and then once we decided to end the relationship I told him I needed him to make the move out process as easy as possible and all along I just kept asking for what I was needing so it's still been excruciatingly painful but the fact that I know what my needs are and how to ask for it. And I'm doing that regularly has just made it a million times better. Well, you've made a difficult thing. You've infused it with ease. I mean, I've been with you along this process and I admire so much how you've stayed with yourself. You've rode those waves of intense pain. You've moved through them with nonlinear movement. You've fed yourself. You've gone for walks. You've asked for help. You've loved yourself through this in a really beautiful way that is the total opposite of sucking it up. Thank you. So, you know, part of slowing down is gaining intimate access into your own self, your awareness, your needs, your body sensations. It's an increase in intimacy of all kinds. And please listen to our intimacy episode because it's amazing. Um, (laughs) And we go into how intimacy doesn't always mean sexual intimacy, that it's really about the closeness and the awareness. Uh, But hey, we can also talk about sexual intimacy because that's something we love talking about. Case is a freaking sensuality coach, (laughs) y'all. Yes, I am. It is her business. Mm -hmm. 
to talk about your business. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Why have I never thought of that? I see the pattern of sucking it up in sexual intimacy a lot in the... I don't really enjoy it. I just do it because they like it. Stare at the ceiling and think of England. Um, <laughs> I definitely sucked it up. I had a sexual encounter in my 20s that tore my cervix and it got infected. And since then, the beginning of sexual intercourse can feel very painful. And I know you've said, which was a huge relief to me, that it can take 20 to 40 minutes for female erectile tissue to fully engage. Um, and that's helped me a lot. <laughs> uh, but I, So I used to sort of suck it up. And instead of sex being pleasurable, it felt like razor blades in my vagina, which isn't fair to me, obviously, but isn't fair to my partner either, because you're not increasing intimacy and communion by sucking it up. Something that nurtures me in my own sexuality is that closeness, that contact, that depth of love and connection. And if I'm allowing myself to feel pain, that's the total opposite. So I have brought slowdown skills into my own sexual intimacy where I, <laughs> I rate the pain on a percentage scale. My partner and I just keep working through it in this loving, gentle way with a lot of lube, with a lot of uh, patience and love and actually lightheartedness until there is zero pain. And then we really can let loose. But it was a journey to go from sucking it up and hoping that he comes soon and getting this over with to where I'm at now. It actually has brought us closer because we're getting through this together and we're really uniting. And it's causing you to even slow down more and be even more aware of like the teeny tiny intricacies of intimacy and just know each other that much better. It's been really uniting and to the point where it doesn't happen every time. So it used to happen every single time where I felt that pain. Now it's like, you know, every third or fourth time, right? So again, instead of the sucking it up and pushing through it did not make my sex better nor heal my vagina. Like it was the slowing down, getting super present, really united in love and unity that got the improvement that achieved what I wanted. First off, I want to normalize if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know what, what my needs are. I don't know what I would even tell my partner uh, my needs are. You are in the majority. I had no idea what that was either until I studied to become a love, sex, and relationship coach. So it's like not only are we not encouraged to discover what our needs are, but also if you have trauma, speaking them is sometimes impossible or impossible feeling. But the plus side is whenever you start to practice that and whenever you start to be able to be like, here are my needs, even when it's scary or even if there's pain, you develop that closeness like you were talking about. And it actually brings in more permission for the two people to be more authentic. And it brings in more fun and more playfulness and less seriousness and getting out of your head and getting more in your body. And so it just, it, it takes intimacy from this, you know, seemingly scary black and white let's time this and be done to it just opens up this whole world of like wow yeah and you know sex can have so much shame connected with it yeah and sucking it up is propelled by shame often that i think it's really the deep level of acceptance 
of self-love, of self-care, in the example of sexual experiences, of more closeness, more honesty, more trust building. Yeah, so you're building resiliency in your body and in your relationship. Resiliency, I love that word. That is, that is exactly what I've been doing. Oh, that makes me cry a little bit. <laughs> I really feel that. I feel that in my heart. Ooh, I feel it in my tear ducts. Yes, building resiliency and forcing yourself to suck it up. I think one of the main impetuses is the desire and the need to build resiliency. It's just not the way. I couldn't agree more. Do you know the most resilient thing that I know in existence? What's that, Casey? Vaginas. <laughs> they are resilient. Three cheers for vaginas. <laughs> hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. <laughs> well, and I bring this up, too, because having grown up as an athlete with tons of guy friends, all brothers, I have heard the term toughen up. Don't be a wuss. Don't be a pussy. A million times. And now, as a healthy sensuality coach and understanding just how badass pussies are. It's mind boggling to me that people use them in the same context as something that that is weak. I mean, pussies are badass. They self clean, they self lubricate, they have the intelligence to grow when they're aroused to grow when they're delivering a baby to return back to original size after they've had the baby. Pussies are what life comes out of. And so slow down fans. If you are someone who says this in the context of a pussy being weak, find a different word. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna be judgmental and mean, at least be accurate. Right. <laughs> Dismount soapbox. And if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I would love to know what my sexual needs are. I would love to be able to communicate that in a loving way with my partner and make my intimacy both sexual and non-sexual so much more fun and playful and alive this is what i do for a living go to my website sensualitycoaching.com schedule a free private consultation and we'll see if and how i can help you since i'm not seeing one-on-one -on -one clients right now because i'm too full up i've been sending some people over to casey for one-on-one -on -one coaching and they are happy with your work honey so I highly recommend working with Casey Hall she is skilled compassionate accepting and she will really help you to stop sucking it up and get so much more in touch with your body and increase your ability for intimacy and you know slow down fans sucking it up sucks enrollment is on for our love yourself virtual group program for women just go to the love.school read that whole page and feel into if this program is a good fit for you if it lights you up inside if you read that and you're like yes this is what i need this is what i want then go ahead and enroll today before we sell out because we are going to be starting soon so get in there ladies and if you want to support us in funding this sweet podcast you can sign up to become a patron on our Patreon page. You'll get access to exclusive content, live Q&As, and at two of the levels, you can get into our super slow down stress release classes for free. So go ahead and sign up at patreon.com slash slow the F down show. Or if you just want to directly sign up for the class, 
It's thehappywomanacademy.com slash NLMM class. You choose. But we hope you become a patron. And now, a word from our sponsor, and then your slow down skill and slow down song. Hey, slow down fans. It's me, Mother Nature. Just like you, I need air, water, sun, and oxygen to survive and connection to thrive. Throughout the centuries, I've experienced that the better you do at meeting your needs, the better you are at supporting me in meeting my needs. We have a symbiotic connection that helps us both, which is ultimately ideal because let's be real, without me, there is no you. Thank you, Mother Nature, for throwing down yet again. And now for your slowdown skills. So when you find yourself saying, suck it up, replace it with, what do I honestly need right now? Take a deep breath. And check in with your body. Do you need food, rest, movement? Have you been overdoing it? Maybe you just need some time, space, stillness. Give yourself time to be. Now place your hands on your heart. Say something kind and loving to yourself like, I take really good care of myself, or I'm really good at showing up for myself, or I can slow down and get it all done. So the next time you find your mind saying, suck it up, replace it with, what do I honestly need right now? Take a breath, check in with your body, give yourself a break, place your hands on your heart and say something kind and loving to yourself. Thank you, Casey. And now for our slow down playlist. This episode's slowdown song comes from slowdown fan Stacy Sargent, and she recommends anything by Carlos Nakai. I can't agree with her more. He's even on our nonlinear movement method playlist. His soothing Native American flute playing will definitely help you to slow down while simultaneously feeling uplifting. I really feel my heart chakra expand when I hear Carlos Nakai, and I'm not even a big flute fan. Yeah, when I heard this song, my first reaction was, I need to stop what I'm doing and go meditate with a tree. <laughs> literally, I was like, that's it. That, that is what I'm doing with this music. <laughs> so you can go to our Facebook page, Slow the F Down Show, and click on the post to this slowdown song by Carlos Nakai. So Elizabeth, what was your favorite part of today's show? Probably talking about vaginas. There's a song called Vagina. Do you ever hear it? Vagina. It's really great. Casey, what was your favorite part of today's show? My favorite part was talking about heartbreak then and now and just hearing myself and really, really deeply understanding how much that ingrained belief of sucking it up plays into every aspect, love and dating and relationships and sex. And it's, it's such an alive belief. So that was really interesting to just to see, see how much I've grown and just knowing how to ask for my needs in a loving way, how much of a difference that makes. Yeah, I love how again and again, we prove that slowing down is good medicine. On our next episode, slow the fuck down with saying yes, when you mean no. 
Thank you for listening and enjoy your slowdown. If you love our show, become a patron. You'll get tons of goodies. Go to patreon.com slash slow the F down show and pick the tier that feels best to you. Thank you so much for your love and support. If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down.